Welcome to Primary Attribute, or a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they, them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam. I play as Vons. We both use he, him pronouns. Vons is the furry little fox folk alchemist friend uh, who is, at the moment, just getting that Scooby-Doo vibe going. Hi, I'm Erin. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Ericene is a person whose house is currently occupied by uh, her terrible family and her wonderful friends, and that's making her pretty anxious. And now uh, someone else has discovered a secret passage in her house, which she was not expecting. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. We use she, her pronouns. Um, Wealthy was asked a um, unsolvable moral quandary and may have come up with something approaching, um, not an answer, but a um, uh, a response. A full-on solution with no flaws. Right. <laughs> right. Because, you know. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns, and uh, Grix is um, Grix is uh, is in. He's uh, he's he's his big plan has worked, and now he can read all of uh, 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 uh Nope. Nope. <laughs> Aristique. <laughs> Aristique. <laughs> Shit. Aristique's uh, uh, personal correspondence. <laughs> All right. If you get a chance, you should rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps people find us. It makes us feel good about ourselves. You should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. Also, we were toying with the idea of doing a mailbag episode, so you should write us at letters at primaryattribute.com with your questions. No matter how esoteric, we will try to answer them, although please try to keep them at least loosely related to the podcast and not ask us unsolvable moral quandaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm well. I'm willing to discuss uh, unsolvable philosophical moral con- quandaries. <laughs> really get ki- really get massively kinky. Uh, I have a recap for everyone. I'm sorry, we're going to drive right past get massively kinky about moral quandaries. Yeah, yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> gave Ericene and Wealthy permission to research Alandral. Wealthy found a bunch of books, but with being high on laudanum uh, for the pain. She's pretty slippery. Ericene found some information that that section of Elandril may, uh, the land may be cursed. And there were no mention of ruins, but there may be caves that were never explored. Grix took to fixing things, and we put those in uh, quotes, fixing things. He got really dirty and was given an oversized nightshirt, and then decided to uh, become Aristique's literal lapdog, which was very, very interesting for everyone involved. Um, Vons found a sealed jar of saffron and three levers disguised as books throughout the uh throughout the the manor and one of them opened into uh what looks like a hall going further into the mountain and uh called to Ericene to check for traps into the hall with uh Photios and it seemed like there were no traps so Ericene and uh, Vons and Photios are going into the dark hall. 
which is uh, real uh, time for everyone involved. Um, that left Frymeath and Wealthy alone in the library. And uh, at which point Frymeath uh, sat down next to Wealthy and asked a question like, what is the tipping point between saving a few people and saving many? And what should we do about that tipping point? And Adam asked, is this the trolley problem? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Wealthy, Wealthy's trolley problem. All right. I don't think I missed anything, but truly a lot of just that shit, shit really yeah. confusing <laughs> and like off topic things happened last episode, but it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun, weird little what, what is happening <laughs> kind of episode. So it was fun. We had fun, you guys. We did. And then suddenly plot. <laughs> And then suddenly, out of nowhere, <laughs> deep philosophical conundrum. Speaking of, I hope someone gets the original proposition in the stinger, because I'm going to subvert Kelly's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wealthy, you are in the library. Oh, God. Can you repeat the question, please? Just Yes. Um, the phrasing will probably not be exactly the same as last time deal with it <laughs> so no wealthy or a woman of knowledge and letters and what do you believe the where do you think the balance lies between sacrificing a few people to save everyone or should that not be done at all so i'm at a loss because i was not expecting this i'm also high on laudanum and my leg hurts so um I think so I'm 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 silent for several seconds as I try to gather my thoughts because I'm going to I'm I'm a 24 year old halfling who's talking to a thousand plus year old elf about moral physical moral conundrums that um that philosophers have been discussing for eons so you should, if anything, be overconfident because right, you're right. a twenty something talking about philosophy. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I know say that with all the love in the world to twenty something. <laughs> yeah. Um and so I say something I say, um, well I think planning to sacrifice the few for the many is immoral. Um it verges on the psychopathic. Um <laughs> it's it's a premeditated decision about who is worthy of living and dying when everybody is worthy of living. Um, but to sacrifice a few in the moment to save the many is a choice based on circumstance. And while it can be critiqued afterward, in the moment, it's a genuine choice about who can be saved at the despite the regrettable loss of life at the time. And what would you propose in the case of a long-term problem? Some planning is inherent. Planning is inherent, but it's not like you can say the Warrens is sacrificable, but the Spires is not. If it comes 
if it were to come down to it, any part of the arcs should be sacrificable to save the many. But no part of the arcs should be should not be uh, a place that can be sacrificed. It's inherent on who it is that lives there or um, their status or their worth to the society. Out of curiosity, why do you bring up the arcs as the example? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the arcs is the only place I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only place I know. Where else do you know, Frymeath? <laughs> I'm not a thousand-year-old. I'm not a thousand-year-old elf who's lived, who, who remembers when the arcs lifted off. Right, but it's the only relevant place to talk about now. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see it. Uh, that that. Um, I don't see that changing at any near point in the future, unless something drastic happens with a passage that is that Vaughn's and. Photios and Erosine are going down right now. Which you don't know about. Which yeah. I don't know about. <laughs> Figured that wasn't so loud. So you wouldn't have a selection criteria at all. Would you have a lottery? Would it be public? Would it be... Would you simply choose why, in the moment? Why would you... Why? I No, I would have it be in the moment. I would have it be... I think a lottery would be immoral. And if you chose, to, if you chose to sacrifice people by lottery, your society would, by default, begin to deteriorate because then it would be known that um, the the lives of the citizens are not are not worthy, that the individual isn't um, important within the society. Um, I don't think there's all. I also think that given the um, the variance between what the hell is it called? The variance between um, the rich and the poor, the the wealth divide. Given the wealth divide, that um, that um, everybody would think that the lottery was um, entirely fair, even if it was even. Even if you did everything you could to try and prove that it was fair, there would be people who would think it wasn't. So you've proposed both the elimination of random choice and the elimination of using any sort of selection criteria. No, random choice is the way to do it. If 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 you come down to the point where, you know, you've got to lose a thousand people off the arcs in order for the arcs to continue to survive, then then you would have to call for volunteers and and i think that out of how many people are on the arcs Fifty thousand. i think out of the fifty thousand people on the arcs you would have enough people who would be who would be willing to make that sacrifice you know like if you said we can we can we can you know just uh provide you with a way down to the ground i think a lot of people would be there would be people who would be willing to sacrifice themselves at the especially if you gave them a chance to possibly survive on the ground which granted what's going on on the ground is is not good but i 
I just don't see... I don't see making that choice. Now, if you came to the point where you were... Um, where you had to cut off um, a section of the city and had to make that choice, that would be a choice that would be worth... that you could make sacrificing those people even though they didn't volunteer for it because because it's the it's it's uh because it's it's the right thing to do you can't make the choice without the extent the extingency of the circumstance and i'll stick by that fair enough good can i go to sleep now (laughs) (laughs) you are getting a little bit (laughs) glassy-eyed so uh (laughs) yes of course okay thank you and primeath will Help you get back upstairs to whatever bed you have been designated. Oh my god, is Frymeath gonna carry wealthy? I mean There's no way I can I can hop. No. Uh yeah, Frymeath carries you. Just Oh my god. Hop. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna you can imagine Wealthy just just being as small as possible with her eyes all squinched up. She's way too close to Frymeath's face. Is he like baby carrying her? I was assuming he was probably so I'm not sure how well piggyback works in wealthy situations. So yeah, or, I was assuming just like a fireman carry. Thing. Yeah, I was assuming yeah. the <laughs> bridal carry seems like one of the more dignified types of carrying for the carry. <laughs> so I was assuming that. Well, yes, he's also fairly light. <laughs> That's what I meant by uh, by baby carry because uh, uh, wealthy is a lot smaller. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but yes, uh, yeah. Um, I I think that. Definitely, Erisine needs to be out in the hall. And after a day of watching Grix and her grandmother, she just passes by and sees her grandfather bridal carry bridal baby carrying. Uh, I mean, Erisine's canonically Arisine upstairs and going down a hallway. Canonically upstairs, I, going down a hallway. Grix is canonically yes. in the smoking room, which Brian has to walk past or walk through. So you see it. Okay. All right, she's in too. I'm going to tell Erisine. <laughs> I'm telling Erisine. I'm telling Erisine. <laughs> All right. So you go off to a, a nice painkiller induced haze sleep. Thank God. Grix. Yeah. This, uh, this whole scene walks past you as you're searching, well, as you're going through letters and helping uh, Aristique sort through things. Mostly uh-huh. historical. Uh-huh. Are you looking for anything in particular? Um, uh, anything to do with the, the spy stuff. All right. Uh, Roll. Go ahead. Especially, especially like connections to those, uh, those two groups or, uh, or the other names that we got, uh, or yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. In general, the spy stuff. Okay. Roll intelligence check. Okay. Can do. That would be a, uh, 14. Okay. You go and you're quickly scanning things as you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. You get a couple of things that are basically newsletters from the uh, same society that the something memorial society I believe that uh, Corva is in. But nothing of major interest, just they go back a long time. I mean, you do notice that Corva is in there a long ways back. Um, you know, there's some from 20 to 30 years ago that Corva's mentioned in. Oh. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand she was that old. Apparently, y'all never talked about it. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, kind so of robbing find- the cradle there, isn't she? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you find some stuff for Corva. You find... This is mostly Aristique's correspondence, but you do yeah. find... I also imagine bunch- that she's not giving me the, you know, the top secret stuff. She's giving me the, you know... Yeah. The, the you know, country club, country club gossip type stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of... You do notice there's a lot of discussion of one Griffon Lionheart. Ah. So there's a lot of stuff, obviously. Some of it's about her family. Some of it's about her. In reference to, I think the thing you notice with your 14 is that in reference between her and Frymeath, the phrase intimate friend is used several times. And oh, my. That, oh, God, I'm going to just wreck Aaron, uh, Aracene's whole, uh, whole, you know, psyche. <laughs> it's gonna be so good <laughs> um so you get that but there's not a lot of details it's mostly just you know side mentions by aristique when talking about this is how life has been going my granddaughter keeps getting drunk and arrested <laughs> but not actually charged because <laughs> being rich is great no um and beyond that hey, you don't get a lot there's some like kind of business stuff investments and things but none of it strikes you as super out of the ordinary. There's the amount of investment in the Lionheart mining thing, but that's somewhat to be expected also from what Erisine found and presumably shared with you at some point. Um, I would have told them. Yeah. I would have told them about what I was finding. I think that's pretty much it. There's a lot of classism. <laughs> a lot of weird gossip, but all delivered in a very classy fashion. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's everything. Unless there's anything more specific you want to dig for. Uh, no, no, I think that's good. Okay. I'm also, I definitely don't want to like tip my hand. So I'm playing it extra cool. Yeah. All right. So you finish helping Aristique sort things. Last but not least. At, the, at some point I'm going to need to like slip away. And cause like, while Grix is comfortable with this, it's not ideal. This level of like infiltration. It's not the most pleasant. And Grix is not comfortable with this. <laughs> Playing it cool, but yeah, yeah. Um, and th- that means just slip away from being around Aristic entirely, or yeah, I just need some downtime eventually. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're gonna get some. She's not. Cool. I have. She's a question. not insisting you stay every time you okay go. Like I want to go get tea or whatever. I have a question related to the Grix and Aristic situation. Uh huh. Does Aristique give good scritches? Uh, I'm not sure she would unless Grix asked, and even then I don't know if she would. Like, at all, much less quality yeah. level. Okay. She, she knows, she is well aware that Grix is not, you know, an animal. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 this is, this is part of why I ask. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what my grandmother might be thinking or getting out of this. Well, Grix is very good at small talk, which strikes me as something that's probably being taken advantage of. <laughs> All right. So. Mysterious hallway. Yes. Erisene bonds. And Bodios is with you. You are looking down a hallway shrouded in darkness. No lighting whatsoever. That was hidden behind a bookshelf. What do you do? Well, we're going down the hallway. Yeah. Well, hold I on. Think... Who have we got with us? Fodios. Erisene and Vons and... Photios, and that's it. Photios, that's it. Gosh, Grix would really dig this. 
we don't, we're not, do you say that out loud? Yeah. No, Crix would we, totally be into this hidden hallway. He would, but like, I, like if we make too big of a deal of this, my grandparents will shut it down. Uh, do you we think they know just, about it? Of course they know about it. I think that that is one of my grandparents' books that you used to do the lever. So yeah, I just, we, we just, we gotta, we gotta just do it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. You head on down the hallway. Uh, do we have a light source or is it dark? It is. There's no lighting in there. So it is pitch black. So we need a light source. You do. Um, can I find just like, I mean, we're close to my grandparents sitting room. Um, could I just grab like a, you know, portable, like, I'm sure that we have things, you know, for when the, the lights go down in the night to you, be able to like walk around with a, you know, perhaps a like lamp, a, like a, like a lamp or something. <laughs> As you search around inexplicably, there are only single candles. <laughs> in <rickety Monsters>. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> That actually would make sense as a, like, I just need to walk somewhere at night thing, but eh, there's enough magic in this world. You do find, um, it's just a, it's a dim red lamp that's used for, I'm navigating when it's dark and don't want to wreck my night vision. So it's not a lot to see by, but it'll stop you from like running into a wall. Okay. I'll just take that. All right. And you go and you head on into the hallway. Yeah. But, but real slow. Cause I don't, I don't trust these guys. Um, can I? check for traps again uh once we're you know 10 feet into the yes but this will be a running check for traps unless there's an object you're checking because okay i don't want to do the three five i stop every 10 feet and roll again totally <laughs> totally 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 um yeah i i i would love to do a running check for traps uh traps is and sorry i was just no reminding myself of what my how to do it uh, that's a 14 plus five, uh, plus two for my, uh, class. It's 21. So that's a 21 that total. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right, then you go and you scan around and you don't detect any traps. So you're walking along the hallway. The hallway does very suddenly, um, turn to a stairwell that is spiraling downwards. And it's spiraling counterclockwise this time. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Devil's in the details. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Um, so. Great. Uh, I. Oh, um, I would like to say that I still had my that I've been keeping my uh, elvish dagger on me. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can always have one knife on you, basically. That's, I appreciate that. Thank Unless you. you're in a situation with minimal or no clothing for some reason. I assume you have figured out how to hide a knife in every one of your outfits. I have figured out how to hide a knife in every one of my outfits. Uh, so I would say that unless I am naked, you can assume that there is a knife somewhere on my person. If you're in your underwear, a bikini, or certain types of lingerie, it is less yes, likely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it'll it could be there and just not be hidden. That's that's entirely well, possible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you head down the stairs. Um. 
great. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> so the stairs are steep and narrow. They are not totally roughly cut, but far rougher than like the rest of your houses. Um, you know, not bad, but not, you know, not, well, you wouldn't really want to polish stairs, but like, you know, not finely ground down to great angles or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, a little uneven. And you keep heading down them and you head down them quite a ways, actually. Do I have like a rough number of, you know, stories? Uh, roll intelligence check. Ooh, not 20. You think you go down like five stories. It is a distance. And with that nat 20, could I tell roughly the like level of other neighborhoods that uh, I would be at or um, um, roughly, like, you, is you this know, below it? Have, have we reached the point where like we're below where the um, where the arcs like the, the city is? No, you're not that far down because the gem was at the top, but yeah, you dropped okay. past the gem and you've dropped past uh, the rise would be your guess. And you. At the bottom, there is a small landing and a wall. A flat stone wall. Well, that was anticlimactic. Can I find... Uh, th- okay. Um, when we came in from the outside and the stone shape happened... Mm-hmm. Is there like a specific way that the stone looks after it has been stone shaped? Not always. In the case of when you came in from outside, it was very smooth. But um, because it's being powered by magic, theoretically, you could make it, you know, appear unfinished and natural as well. Okay. Does this look like I might associate with like a stone shape? Make an intelligence check. Again. Okay. It isn't a trap. No, no, I understand. Right, it's just a specific uh, object, not the hallway. So, fifteen plus five is twenty. All right. Yeah, this is very smooth, and when you're looking at it closely, you see that um, there is a very slight like differentiation in kind of the slope or angle of the surface, um, in an about doorway-sized area. Can I see anywhere on the wall? I mean, like, obviously we don't have a lot of, um, like, light, but uh, is there anywhere that I can see, like, a, I don't know, a place that there might be, like, a an indentation to put, like, a trigger stone or, you know, that kind of thing? Like, some kind of, like, you know, triggering device for the, for the stone shaping. As you... Squint around very carefully with that total of 20. You uh, you kind of just search the whole landing. And at the bottom of the stairs, like right as you step off on the left-hand side, there is a small scattering of the kind of magical runes you use for enchanting things. Just very lightly scratched into the wall. Um, I will... I guess I'll... Fuck it, I'll touch him. Nothing happens. I point to them and uh, turn to Bonds and say, you have like a little bit of magic, right? Touch uh, those. Fadeos <laughs> um, takes a step back up the stairs, totally just got it away. <laughs> <laughs> and holds the lantern up high. That's fair. What talking about. <laughs> Vons looks on his person. Oh, he, uh, he reaches into his uh, little portable alchemy kit 
and uh, finds a uh, probe of some kind, mm-hmm. perhaps a, a, a scraping tool or something, and just pokes it, pokes the stone with it. Nothing happens. I think you have to touch it with your fingers. What do you think is going to happen? I think that it's going to open the door. What if it just smushes us? I'm going to be real mad if it smushes us. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, great question. Um, I don't know. I think we should probably go back. Okay. Unless you want to like look around more. I mean, this was very interesting. Didn't know that my grandfather had anything like this. Or my grandmother. But I... I've never gotten the impression my grandmother had magic. So we're at that like point in the, in the Zelda story uh, or link or whatever the, the first game where um, like we want to move the stone, but we don't have the power bracelet. Right. That is my impression. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I've heard about magic that can reshape stones. Well, we saw it. I mean, they, they, no, no, no. All the time around here. I mean, I've heard about how to make it. Oh, cool. I just have to learn. I vote that you take as much advantage of the fact that we're in a building with a, an extensive library. Uh, I, I vote that you take full advantage of that because uh, you might find reading. something. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Like... Knowledge is power, and it's really hard to get as much knowledge as you need to have a lot of power without, like, access to the knowledge of people who came before you. And unfortunately, your fucking, you know, graduation orb doesn't seem to have, you know, an Alexa setting or whatever. Oh, God, what is, why, why do I have a, why is my nose bleeding? Ah, I can help you. Vons is uh, now searching the wall and asking, um, is there like a spot where we can just blow it up? I don't think that blowing up uh, anything in this place is a good idea. What if we got Mitt over here? He's real good at tunneling. I (laughs) hate (laughs) when you talk about Mitt like he is exclusively a tool. You're exclusively a tool. <laughs> no, you're fucking exclusively a tool. <laughs> and Aristine like turns around and like stomps back up the stairs. <laughs> Vons is left scratching his head. Photius <laughs> was the one holding the lantern, so he just kind of waits for Vons. I don't think Aristine cares that uh, she has to like stomp back up the stairs in the dark. No. <laughs> FYI, I think she's fine. It's just sta- it's just stairs. Yeah. You say hi step, you're good. <laughs> All right. All right then. So Vons, do you go back or are you just like, excuse me, while I shove some dynamite in this? Uh, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna look around and see if there are any other features. Okay, roll intelligence check to search about. Ooh, net twenty. All right. I kinda wish that I'd saved that roll for something more important. Also make a wisdom check for me. Wisdom check. And add your listening thing. Okay, so nine plus five plus nothing um, plus two. All right. So 16. Yeah. 
almost, almost a success. <laughs> um, okay, so you don't hear anything, but you're kind of, you're looking around. You're not big on enchantments, really. That's not something you normally do. You do think, much like you'd already kind of concluded out of character, that if you had to guess, like these runes, this level of enchantment that's sitting against the side of the wall right here, isn't really enough to reshape the stone. So you would guess that it is triggered by some other magical thing. And you would guess, actually, um, it's probably a magic item, not a user. And that the kind of quote-unquote control runes for doing the uh, the actual stone shaping are on the other side of the wall. Uh, would Vons have intuited at this point that... Uh, either Frymeath or um, well, anybody else who lives in this space would have had the skills to do this themselves. From the little bit you've been, because you, you have been bouncing around, you've been uh, tugging every book, seeing what happens. So you've actually got a pretty good idea of the library at this point, um, if only in passing. Mm-hmm. But from what you can tell, there's a pretty hefty magic section, albeit not as hefty as most of the rest of it in Frymeath's library, but you don't see anything that would indicate. You don't think based on the books and kind of when you flip through some of them, like how they were, where bookmarks were and whatever, you don't think this is something within Frymeath's wheelhouse. Uh And you have seen no sign that, um, although, I mean, she could just be keeping them in the main library, but you haven't seen any sign that Aristique knows magic at all. Okay. And with Frymeath, it's from what you can tell, it's very possible it's just academic knowledge and not um, actual applied. Like there was no sign when you were bopping through everything that there was any sort of actual magic doing setups. See, yeah, I had this feeling that uh, that while these guys have age and library and access, that their interest in the mystical arts isn't all that big. Like, maybe they're hiring somebody else to do this for them. And actually, uh, I'm going to say with the 20, you also notice that one of the runes is not an actual magic rune. It's cool. a symbol. And you can, you know, in the abstract, we'll say that you memorize it. But it doesn't appear to actually be part of the spell. Um, let's do a little better than uh, memorizing it. Let's, uh, I'll, I'll have Vaughn's uh, take a note in his, in his notebook. Okay. You draw and, it down. Uh, yeah. Um, the yeah, having no uh, well, having having such minimal magic access himself, writing this down isn't going to actually like cause a magic, is it? No. Okay. Um, cool. Neat. So Vaughn has a note, and Photios is still there, right? Holding the, yep. the lamp. Okay. So yeah. Uh, hey, big guy. Uh, I, th- I think I think we've got an exit here. Let's go see if we can find another one sure. and, and catch up to Aerosene. Uh, this, this um, stairwell only went down, right? Correct. Okay. And we haven't inadvertently passed by any. No, there were no other landings. There were no other doors, windows, tunnels, pass throughs, dumb waiters, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> no other features. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, just wall and stairs until you got down here. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that, that sounds like an exit to me. Um, 
think anything else like a sally forth or whatever would have some kind of a spot for provisions or whatever okie dokies uh yeah let's 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 get out of here and find one of those other other books okay and he goes yeah and you know, lets you walk past and then you head about and back up you all soft <laughs> soft and sneaky and him all I weigh 300 pounds and have hooves. <laughs> clop, 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 clop. Can I say that once I got back to the top, um, I stayed to, like, I, I stayed at the, the entrance to keep watch. Yeah, so you're, like, just outside the hallway. Yeah, I'm, like, hallway. just yeah. outside in the hallway, and I'm, like, keeping an eye out and, and an ear out for, um, you know... My grandparents, or you, or make a wisdom check to listen, and thus include your listen bonus. Y- using my listen, yeah. <laughs> okay. Seven plus seven plus three plus three plus three plus two is sixteen. All right, and wisdom you, is not prime. Yeah, you keep an ear out, but uh, you don't detect anyone. You know, going by, no one walks down the hallway. You vaguely hear your grandmother, but it's. You know, presumably echoing from the smoking room into the foyer and back towards you, and you just are just skilled enough and know her voice well enough to make it out, but not enough to hear like anything meaningful. This is like sort of closer to the smoking room than most other yeah areas of the house, anyway. So yeah, um, but yeah, so you don't uh, you don't hear anything or see anybody in particular, and your your friends come back out and. You know, Photios closes the bookshelf behind all of you. Although it seems to be really well balanced, so he doesn't actually have to put any effort into it. And uh, kind of looks at Vons and goes, do you still have the book that goes on the lever? Did it come out? It came out. It was what like, is it? It was like bracketed in. It's whatever I said last time, dear listener. I think that we <laughs> said I definitely that, remember. <laughs> I think we said it was something like windows 95 for dummies right yeah, i mean it was like that, that the equivalent of, like, of that yeah this is the junk drawer for books <laughs> like mm. um it's not particularly useful vons is going to uh scan the bookshelf real quick uh looking for any of the symbols that he wrote down first of all and uh anything pertaining to the uh the stone stone shape um, stuff yes that okay Roll an intelligence check. Pretty good at these. 17. Yeah, uh, real good at these. Um, plus the five, plus the one on a prime, uh, 18. Yeah, so that's 23 on a prime. Well, all right then. <laughs> see, the listener can't see me using my fingers. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you scan through the shelf. It's mostly older stuff. Um, there is also, however, and with that 23, your brain keys into this. Um, there is actually the ARC's equivalent of an older Yellow Pages on there. And you know that that particular book also lists all of these symbols that the various organizations listed use. Like if they have a logo, it's in there. Hmm. So that would be a place to start, you think. Yoink. As far as, you know, symbol matching. Because it could be a language thing. It could be a logo. It could be whatever. But... You can use that to at least eliminate one of those categories or at least eliminate one of those categories as of 30 years ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah. So as far as, as Vons goes, this is ancient knowledge. 
Right. But still, it's a uh, it's pretty thorough and Vons knows for sure there's a lot of borderline immortal beings that run businesses in the arcs. So hmm. a lot of businesses last a very long time around here for some reason. <laughs> well, it's a limited marketplace. Yeah, it does help when you're one of the only games in town <laughs> for any given product or service. Um yeah, so oh, you find right. that. So he's he's going to uh quietly yoink that. Um just is is it small enough to just drop in his bag? You said it was like a yellow pages, but I mean Yeah, it's um it's oh. sizable, but you know, it's like textbook sized. You can still get it in your bag. Okay. It'll be heavy and it's not subtle to take out, but like yeah, no, it's not a problem for you to fit it in your bag. Yeah, it's just a little light reading. Uh, and he's he really just needs this for like reference briefly, so he'll probably have the opportunity to put it back if he doesn't go too far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you go do that. I assume you replace the the other book in its slot since it is not useful to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess we don't need anybody knowing that we're here. Vaughn's kind of has the attitude that we're we're not breaking and entering here. We're just uh, Vaughn's kind of found the login page to the website. He didn't crack yeah. the password, yeah. so he doesn't feel like he's done anything wrong at all. Yeah, no, it's a... even morally gray. Does yeah, Fonz yeah, ever feel like he's done something wrong? I think so. Uh huh. Yeah, Vons has uh, Vons holds on to long term guilt of of you know Vons logic stuff. Okay, this has been expressed. Yeah. Okie dokies. So. Uh, uh, secret entrance number two. I say not to railroad you into covering up your tracks, but I also figure if you don't do it, Erisine or Photios will insist that you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Unless Erisine, you want to go full chaos mode. What I'm, I I missed it. I I'm <laughs> basically I, did. <laughs> would you want to leave the book that was attached to the <clears throat> lever off the shelf to make it very obvious that you found the lever? No. Okay. <laughs> Also, roll another intelligence check for me. Me? To give this to you earlier. Yeah. Okay. That's a 17 plus 5 is 22 on a prime. You were thinking about it while you were fuming um, just outside the secret doorway. You remember the last time you checked on the shelf was several years ago. I imagine you don't do everything often after the initial come through. Um, And this definitely wasn't there like five years ago. Five years ago, it wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. So probably about as recently as you did a full, you know, teardown of the section of the house. Like the lever itself wasn't there. The lever itself was not there. Okay. Like you took everything off the shelves. And nope, this is new. All the stuff is roughly the same, but the lever is new. All right. So you do that. Vons was digging through a bunch of places. Because Vons has no sense of propriety, I'm assuming at some point you went into the grandparents' sitting room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you find there, there was a book that caused a painting to swing out and reveal a small safe. Ooh. I feel like I would have known about that you one. You do. And you also know that this is a decoy. <laughs> Wonderful. This is there to make a burglar feel very clever and contains <laughs> nothing but a rather dangerous trap. Okay. And an alarm. <laughs> if they survive the trap, someone will be there shortly. <laughs> sure. Um, so there's that. Very noisy trap. Yeah. And then the <clears throat> last place you find it, find one is down in the servants' quarters. 
and it is not so much a full on your tug book. It's the lever. Everything swaps as it is um, when you take a book off because you notice it's sitting a little further forward than the other ones. You find if you reach in, there's like a handle you can turn. Mm. And that uh, causes the top two shelves of this bookshelf to swing forward. And you find that carved back into the wall is a small storage area that is full of some very fancy booze, all of which looks like it's been you know touched at some point for the stuff that you would consume over time. Oh, okay. The good scotch. Yeah. If Scotland's a place in this. The really good scotch. In the servants' quarters. <laughs> and would I have found this one? You also know about this one. <laughs> Which explains why it's all been touched. I think Aristina, you know, you've lived there. You're not positive about this, because whoever is using this has been very subtle. You think this might have been things that the help has filched over the years for themselves. <laughs> Wonderful. Love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. And yeah. Uh, Vaughn's just wants to borrow a little. All right. You uh, Do you want to decant some of it or are you just grabbing the smallest bottle? Um, yeah, he's going to decant some of it. Uh, he's going to also scan for anything there that might... So is it all uh, hooch or is there like other stuff? It's pretty much all hooch. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much just all hooch. Yeah, he doesn't mind finding that at all. But yeah, like, uh, there's no jewelry. There's no hard drugs. There's no. Yeah, I think he'd be more interested in uh, something useful. But yeah. Yeah, no, nah, nothing. Nothing in particular is here unless you really need like a bottle. <laughs> He does love a good bottle. Say hard up for corks. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, he's he respects that uh, that somebody's hidden this here and that it's not his. But he'll he'll borrow a little because he figures it's locked down. Yeah. Everything's a little up for grabs. <laughs> you, you, you take yourself a, a small like the equivalent of one of those single serving bottles worth of um, Ray of Fire whiskey. <laughs> Oh, neat. Apparently it's quite smoky. <laughs> or Ray of Fire whiskey slash scotch slash. Yeah. Well, which is it, a scotch or a whiskey? Score. Okay. So there was there was that. There was that uh that uh safe behind the painting, which is uh, a decoy. Was was Vaughn's warded off by this already in a conversation we didn't have online? Yeah, given the order, I'm just going to say that you found that when you ran around to just brushed past Aracene on the hallway and went went to the room that you weren't supposed to be in. And we're just like, tug, tug, tug. Oh, <laughs> or actually, you probably just didn't try to open the safe. And then if you ever tell Aracene about it, she's like, yeah, if you open it, even if you unlock it, like it just goes off. Because I don't because you don't have lockpicking. No, no. And I don't no, think you would have gotten like rust monster this thing open <laughs> yeah one of us needs to learn that by the way it's uh probably not gonna be Vaughn's just because he uh would natively find another like intuitively find another way to get into a lock yeah <laughs> although it's been very fun running a party that doesn't have any lock of the only D and D games where, or C and C games, or tabletop games in general, where you encountered a locked door is actually a running problem. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think Vons is going to think of Grix when he when he sees a lock of that nature. But we've already been warded off from that by Ericene, right? Yeah, I'm assuming y'all had this discussion at some point. Mm. So that that was your five, uh, your five or your five, your three secret lovers. All right. Well, none of them are as fun as the uh, as the secret stairwell. So I guess Vons is going to start uh, looking around for for books that uh, could potentially increase his skills. Okay. Um, I would like to um, uh, get Frimey to help with this also. Uh, Specifically, Vons was saying that he had heard that there is a kind of magic that can do stone shaping. And since Vons is an alchemist, I figured I could get Frymeath to help with finding things that might interact with stone shaping and alchemy. Okay. If Vons would like help. If Vons loves help. Does he? (laughs) Yeah. Vons Vons doesn't want to ask for help, but Vons loves getting help. Yeah. Okay. seems accurate. Yeah. All right. So do you take Vons with you down to the library? Yeah. Slash study. Yeah. Yeah. uh, When you get back, wealthy is gone. (sighs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, where, where's, where's wealthy? Did she like have to go lay down or something? Yeah. She requested to be taken (laughs) to bed. I think she was quite tired after a day of research and quite frankly, a, a lot of lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. You, you care. You carried her. It seemed the most expedient thing to do. Sure. And Erisine just like has this flash of like, oh, poor wealthy. That, <laughs> she must have felt so awkward. Not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You come back. Um, You're like your graphs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so uh, Vons is an accomplished um, potion maker, and he's uh, hoping to find out more about um, stone shape because obviously we're surrounded by stone and like, you know, might be useful to have like a potion that could like make a stone shape or something. <laughs> obviously i don't know what i'm talking about with magic but like you know bonds meet frimey frimey meet bonds i believe we've met at this point but yes (laughs) all right uh i can look for something alchemy is not something i've studied particularly much of but i've inherited a few other collections over the years so maybe something will have happened all right uh vons you are brought a few kind of random alchemy books make an intelligence check to scan through them for what you need okie dokies i rolled a 10 sounds very average um plus five plus and this is int yes so plus six so that's 16 but prime yeah you're digging around and you think you have found there is a a book that's mostly about like here's how alchemy gets applied to things in day-to-day life as a point of interest for the reader that won't understand it here's this recipe for stone shape (laughs) (laughs) but hey sometimes an illustrative page is all you need (laughs) 
what a convenient coincidence. Yeah, weird, right? Mm-hmm. So incredible. Primeath rolled very high. <laughs> oh wow! Oh good. Cool. So, yeah. Um. So you know, found some of the more esoteric stuff, but yeah, you go and you need to get access to like magical ink, basically, which you essentially make yourself, but still costs, you know, a hundred GP per page of ink, and then I believe. Oh, believe stone shape as a third level spell. So that would be 300 GP. Okay. Let me get some notes going here. Would this be the, uh, the I'm, so I'm researching the potion shape stone or wood parenthetically yeah. oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be careful when mixing it, that it does not spill onto your table. <laughs> so I need, uh, I need a magical ink. Uh, which is at 100 GP. That's not cheap. And then I need a... What else did you say? After think. Just that um, it's 100 GP per page of Magical Ink. And then that's pretty much all you need for this. Um, So I think it's 300 GP total, because so, I believe it's the third level spell. And no other ingredients? No, nothing special. Okay. Nothing that we factor in. Just the standard cost of making a... Yeah, nothing he doesn't already have in his collection. Correct. Or okay. goes out and buys or whatever, depending on the thing. Yeah. But nothing specific. And uh what is the size of the container? Uh jar. Jar. Just needs a lot of coverage. <laughs> and this produces a jar. Yeah. So yeah, for each preparation, which I think is fifty GP for level three spells. Um, that produces a jar. Wait, what do you mean by uh preparation? Every concoction you make, every individual slot you spend on making one of these makes a jar. Oh, I see. So every jar I make costs an additional 50. Yeah. Okay. Like with the rest of your potions. Okay. Just if I remember right, I had level three cost 50. So the 300 is for learning the spell. The 300 is for learning it, and then you never have to pay that cost again. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's for transcribing it into your alchemy notebook. Okie dokies. Neat. Alrighty, and hopefully I uh, propagate this a bit. I I feel like maybe so I can teach this to um, Lucky. Lucky may not be able to make it, but Lucky could assist. And yeah, once you have it copied down, okay, then she just has to level up. Yeah, if Lucky wanted to put it into her own alchemy notebook, then she would also have to pay that amount. But it would be available to her then, and you could pass it on. Yeah. Okay. Neat. All right. Oh, I hope that the brewery does well. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So you have your spell. Um, or I will. Yeah. You have the. I assume you asked to borrow the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Gonna borrow this book, and uh, but but he's gonna read about the the uh he's gonna go through all of the books, um probably with less studiousness, but he wants to like, see if there's anything cool. Yeah, the rest of this place is boring. He's, he's already like found a secret passageway. What, what gets more exciting than that? Uh, in the other like four books you look through, you don't find anything in particular note. There's lots of like, you know, here's the theory of potion stuff. Here's mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's all more base than that. Like here's what alchemy is capable of. Here's what it's been used throughout history for. 
but there is nothing really applied. Vaughn's is going to do them some favors and make some notes in the margins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, uh, you, you annotate these books and Frymeath makes you sign something <laughs> about how much you will pay if you lose the book. <laughs> One of the books is going to get like a animation of a bouncing ball in the corner. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you have your thing and it's probably getting pretty late in the night of this particular day. So unless anyone wants to do something fun overnight, we will cut to the next day. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go check on wealthy, just make sure she's actually okay. And that Framey didn't traumatize her in some way. Is this the next day or is this that evening? Um, I'll, I'll check on her in the evening if she's sleeping. I, I'll just like let her sleep, but definitely I want to the next day. I want to. So wealthy, were you asleep? Yes, I was drugged out of my mind. That doesn't mean asleep necessarily. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was, I, I was, I was asleep and, um, and probably fairly unconscious asleep. Fair enough. All right. You go. And it's the morning. Hooray. Ericene appears. Hey, buddy. Are you okay? I sorry I left you alone with Frymeath. Uh, and I kind of like do a, like a little grimace of like, <laughs> <laughs> um, um. It wasn't terrible, but he was asking me these questions about about metaphorical trolleys and shit <laughs> about who should die and who should. Who should be sacrificed to save the few that should be sacrificed to save the many? And and I don't know why he was asking me that question. I mean, you did go to college, and he thinks that I'm an idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but he's a thousand year old elf. Why the hell is he asking somebody who barely who's who's just out of university the philosophical question of the ages? I'm just I'm just putting know, it think... out there, Aramis. It's a weird ass Aram Aracene. It's a weird ass question to ask. I I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you have to you have to come up with an answer or anything. I'm just putting it out there. He asked a really weird ass question, and he didn't ask just one question. He asked follow up questions, like he was like he was paying attention to what I said, and I don't know shit. I wasn't a philosopher. But, like, that makes your opinion different than that of anyone that he has access to currently. You you have an opinion that's valuable because you don't, you are both educated and not educated specifically in this way. Yeah, you're not part of big philosophy. <laughs> you're not a career yeah. philosopher who's just invested in, you know, the, the, the deep philosophy state. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Grix. Are you okay? Your voice sounds weird. Oh. Huh? Oh. Oh, that's better. So it's just like a little frog in your throat or something. Yeah. Okay. I blacked out there for a sec. What happened? Something. I don't know. Impossible to say. So okay. Okay. You're that that's a that's that's a valid observation, but it was still a really weird experience. Oh, no. Like, for sure. And I'm sorry that he 
you know, cornered you that way. Um, I'll try not to leave you alone with him again if you don't want to. Or, you know, maybe you want to continue having, you know, moral philosophy debates with my asshole grandfather. <laughs> Impossible to say. You do you. Just, like, let me know. It wasn't so much a debate as a... Uh... He was picking your brain. Yeah. Yeah. He asked you because he doesn't value my opinion. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry he doesn't value your opinion. No, no. No, truly. That that wasn't like a judgment. Except on him. It, it, and I don't need sympathy. I'm literally saying facts. That's it. <laughs> I will go talk to him uh, that morning and be like, so like moral philosophy shitty chat with with wealthy i guess huh yes <laughs> interesting apparently was it useful it was a new perspective those are always useful huh. you know those are the sorts of conversations that it would be cool if we could have okay what's the acceptable number of people to die to save a larger population <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one by one by volunteers until uh, it's clear that everything uh, will work out with that number of people. Interesting. Is that why you're researching all of the shit that we've been researching together? Because you're trying to figure out who should be worthy to, to live while the rest of uh, everyone dies? It is a complicated question. Hmm. Interesting. Do you have a reason to think that there hmm, is a practical use for this information? No. Eresy, make a wisdom check. Um, that is a 15 plus 7 is 22. Good time to roll hot. Not that you didn't know this on a meta level. Dude's lying. Weird. <laughs> Or at least being deceptive. I um I frown in like uh a real way, not like an exaggerated way, but like a mm -hmm. hmm kind of way. And um I'm like, you know, helping you do this research has like really been interesting. Um, cause I I don't think I really understood like what kind of what kind of, you know, things that you did down here. Um and I think it's really interesting, you know, finding out more about you. And I have to say, it, like, really hurt me, Grandpa, that, you know, you asked that question of, of Wealthy, who you just met. And you didn't ask that question of me on any of the, you know, 40 or 50 occasions that you've had to talk to me about that sort of thing. When I have specifically invited you to talk to me about things <laughs> it came up in something i was researching fairly recently and i was hoping that wealthy being a university educated scholar might have additional insight beyond any particular person's opinion on the issue an authoritative source if you will not necessarily wealthy herself your and her answers are very similar though it's cool that you avoided the you know emotional text of what i said Elves do not experience emotion <laughs> <laughs> Super emotional guy over here. I assume you're referring to the idea of if I value your opinion or not. 
and that it hurt you that I apparently did not. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. I am still getting a feel for you as a person. And unlike wealthy, I cannot simply stop interacting with you. Oh, you could start interacting with me, though. Like those 40 or 50 times we've worked together? Where you directed me in my work and didn't seem interested in actually talking to me as a person? Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, seemed confused whenever I, you know, wanted to talk to you as a person? It is unprecedented. That a person would want to actually, you know, get to know you and know that you have gotten to know them. More that you specifically are interested. That is a fairly recent phenomena. Well, you know, as I reach 100, my priorities feel like they need to change in some ways. And I'm still trying to figure out what those ways are. And I thought that as, you know, one of my very closest family members, you might have uh, opinions about those things and you know i thought maybe we could get to know each other and figure out what you know this relationship could be going forward for however long you know i as a half elf will live compared to you as a full elf then perhaps we are still finding where our relationship will go keep in mind i've been alive over a thousand years (laughs) things take a while i don't have that time then i will see if i can hurry it up cool do you have anything specific you need me to help with today not yet i might even take the day off there keep being people in the study it's very disorienting thank you for helping everyone thank by the way you're welcome i even got the impression that you know bonds found something useful which given the way that i've seen him take notes i was honestly surprised that he you know, would get anything out of a an academic type of textbook in that way. Given what I saw of his notes, I'm surprised he can read. <laughs> Is that a joke? Mostly. <laughs> oh, no. They are uh, some sort of cipher involving stick figures for about half of the pages from what I could see. I think he just gets tired of like having to make words Vaughn's needs fewer words than most i don't see that as a uh, as a failing which is shocking <laughs> considering the amount of like word vomit that happens from him <laughs> when he talks he saves them up it's like a slow charge capacitor <laughs> <laughs> i'm like at some point i would like to know more about you and what happened in your life before the arcs that's all Take that as you will. Okay. As you always do. With my singular Um, personality. I'll, uh, since it seems like I'm not working today, I'm going to go find Wealthy and uh, see if she wants any help with research or whatever. Okay. One last quick thing. Grix, make a wisdom check. Yeah. Oh, not good. Not good. Uh, Ten. Nine. Nine. All right. You use the wrong amount of baking powder while making food. Your pancakes are not quite as good as normal. Uh Uh-oh. Too much baking powder or too little? Too little. Oh, flat flat pancakes. That's not as bad as too much. (laughs) Not the end of the world. I figure uh, Grix's pancake skills are very high. 
<laughs> the, uh, the AC of a pancake is a little bit lower than that of, say, a souffle. I can't tell you how worried I am about everything that just happened. <laughs> it's probably fine, but we'll find out next episode. <laughs> <gasps> when Frymeath tries the pancakes. Uh-huh. It's all been coming down to this. <laughs> kick us out. Me railroading Grixon to making pancakes. <laughs> it's the pancake mini game. <gasps> this is the kind of fucking campaign that would have mini games. <laughs> it really is. Flapjack quest. <laughs> it's one of those like video games that's embedded in another video game that is in-depth enough it could have been its own video game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions, comments, and feedback, email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our blazed posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollard Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Wit. Thanks, Wit. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. basically very excited to find out about wealthy and the trolley problem oh god i hope nobody's too excited <laughs> hanging on I might every not have word a- <laughs> no truly i have i'm i don't want to like psych you out but i have <laughs> thought about this a not insignificant amount does anybody have a good an- think they have a good answer that's the joy of it there isn't one <laughs> there isn't an answer no, there's not, but I I I think I I come up with something to say at least. Oh, okay, let's get on with this cuz it's going to of course, of course we're going to start and Ian being the inhuman bastard that they are are not going to start with me. God, I'm so glad that's in the main recording. <laughs> I just want to frame that. <laughs> <laughs> I get all of my evil out during the podcast. <laughs> Ha <laughs>